0: Five minutes after six a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. <laughs>
1: she is Shosh and Bo. Oi, 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 gag gag,
2: Ojo, ojo, oy 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 i hey.
3: Hashem
2: Gomadalachi Sho Vina Shin L noha ki hashem. share
3: Saloma na na na
2: Because <laughs> the bat, tatali, because the bayetim hammond bracha, mimispacha. Oh, oh, that's up in the tatali, it's in the tatali, because the Oh, oh, this is not aval, the Na tatli bani na tatli banon ani ma sema ika libani la tata libanot
4: אצלכם בשמחות בולך שמח היי שנזכה לך התיונה הגדולה שמחכים מחכים וחכים לחתן בורי עולם שיצא לקראת קהלתו עם ישראל אנחנו מוכנים מחכים כמה זמן אפשר לחכות Katan, בוא נלך לאכופה. יותר טוב ולהיות שמח rasa sche toy a magid Schnäh <speaking in> The shame do me you boy O miçada i ne se si rossona concerto a jamais o serlo che per hai voi fai nei ha poi de tu It's possible
0: JM in the AM. That's Avramel Avram Freed with the wedding medley, uh, live in Israel here at JM in the AM. Harbei Nachat was done by a uh, Simcha of course, star of the uh, 2020 Kosher halftime show. Uh, you heard the Chevra with Kimalachov. Kolachai had Sim Shalom. Shlomo Katz with Shuvi Nafshi. Anovim Anovim. That was Yassi Green and Company, and of course Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Tuesday on this February the 4th of 2020, day number nine in the month of Shvat, the year 5780, our tuba Shvat special coming up on Monday here at JM in the AM. 44 degrees, 79% humidity, winds in north at four miles per hour. Cloudy today with a high of 57, wow. Then tonight, showers and a low of 41, tomorrow cloudy and a high 44 degrees. 52 right now in Yushalayim, we're at 44 here. In New York City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Yassi Baumel is going to join us. He is um, from the Makor Chaim Institutions. He's somebody very familiar to this audience. We'll find out what's going on, what updates he has for us regarding what's happening in Israel, etc. Yassi Baumel visits our studio this morning here at JM in the AM. And we are um, very much looking forward to his visit. It has been a while since we've uh, checked in with him and have uh, had him on the air uh, to find out uh, what's going on in the Holy Land. Um, JM in the AM as we continue with this selection from Yishai Rebo.
2: The Lord is my strength and after they I'm not to
1: Boys, I held to
2: my galaxy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jews all day, we i name's sorry, i
1: Yehi, 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 yehee, yehee, yehee,
2: yehee, 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 yehee,
1: Yehi, 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 yehe, yehe, yehe,
2: yehee,
1: Hashem,
2: Mashem be my lay, yehi yehi. yehi
1: Yehi, 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 Yehi,
2: Yehi,
1: Yehi, 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 Yehi,
2: y más se me tú
1: Hinei matov manoy chev sakim shevesachim gam yochad Hinei matov manoy chev sakim shevesachim gam yochad Hinei matov manoy im shevesachim gam yochad Hinei matov manoy im shevesachim
2: gam King Daniel Khan
1: Dinay Dinay Matoho
2: O ma noin Sevesa khim sevesa
1: khim who wrze Sahim, szebesahim, szewesachim y ochak, in ney ma to, in neymat obu ma noim szew Sahim, ne Achim Gammy of God, he made my toll, she made my toll, my noyo, she made my toll, she made my toll, my noyo, she
3: made
0: Amazing, Yehuda Green. Oh, he's amazing, all right. Nishmas. ABD had a Hine Matov, Geshe Tsar, done by Gershon Veroba. You heard Shlomi Toisig in there with Yehi. And Adon alum was from Yishai Rebo. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and alchemsingle.com and the Single Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Got out in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Guess what? In the 7 o'clock hour, we have our Yeshiva League sports update. That'll happen at about 7.20. Yassi Baumel visits us from Israel in the 7 o'clock hour as well. Check in with our friends at the OU in the 8 o'clock hour. Lots going on, as you would suspect, on this Tuesday morning. If you haven't yet seen the Kosher Halftime Show, make sure to head to uh, YouTube or our website, or facebook.com slash Network, Check out the Kosher Halftime Show 2020. It's a good one, presented by Rothenberg Law Firm, and with many great sponsors and just a wonderful production that everyone around the world seems to be very happy with, yeah. We're not getting panned like some other halftime shows are. We're getting appreciation, thank God. Tuesday morning with Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast. Next, we say bo Kato from Jamie Am.
5: עלי צהל מירושלים משעה שתיים, שלום רב, כאן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. קצין המשטרה שירה למוות בסלמון טקא, זיכרונו לברכה, יעומד לדין בגין גרימת מוות ברשלנות. על פי כתב האישום, של השוטר באה לידי ביטוי, בכך שביצע ירי לעבר הרצפה ולא הסתפק בעירי אזהרה באוויר. עורכת הדין, רינה איילין גורלי, כשמייצגת את משפחת טקא, אמרה לאיליל שחר, סייף אישום קל מדי.
3: המשפחה צבורים שהחלטה זו החלטה שבועיה, שמקלה עם הסתר ואנחנו יודעים שבפרקטיות לקלוטו אנחנו נגיש את דב אישום בקינאשקנוט או בקינא מתה בקלודת ובעצם יש להחלטה הזאת משמעויות מאוד עצובות מבחינת מעבר לקיום שביון ואחיפת היחוק
5: וארך הדיין ייר נדשי מיצג את הקצן תנצל אמיר יבגילה אחר החלטה ‫כתב האישום מבוסס על לחץ, ‫שכנראה הופעל על מקבלי ההחלטות. ‫כל כתב
6: האישום הזה מבוסס
5: ‫למעשה על לחץ, ‫שהופעל כנראה על מקבלי ההחלטות, והוא אינו מבוסס משפטית. בשנות ה-60 לחייו ‫נפצע קשה מכלי רכב ‫שפגע בו בכביש חמש, ‫בין מחלף מורשה לכיוון ‫מחלף הכפר הירוק. ‫צוות מעד אותו לבית החולים ביילינסון תוך כדי פעולות אחיהה. שעה של האיחוד האירופי ג'וזף בורל יוצא נגד עסקת המאה של נשיא ארצות הברית טראמפ ומבהיר מעמדם של השטחים שנכבשו ב-67 צריך להיקבע במסע ומתן בין הצדדים סיפור חד-צדדי לא יעבור בלי תגובה עוד הזיר כי תוכניתו של טראמפ חורגת מההסכמות הבינלאומיות בנושא במקביל, ראשי מועצתי שהקימו הבוקר מעל מחאה מול משרד ראש הממשלה בדרישה להכיל כבר עכשיו ריבונות על שטחי יהודה ושומרון ראש מועצת שומרון, יוסי דגן, קרא, אנחנו מצפים מראש הממשלה לספח את השטחים גם ללא הסכמת ארצות הברית.
7: נמאס
2: <מאס> לנו להיות הברווזון המכוער של ממשלת הימין, ואנחנו מצפים ממך אדוני ראש הממשלה להיות מניק בעת הזו, להודיע לחברנו בארצות הברית, אנחנו השבוע מכילים ריבונות על כלל מרחבי ההתיישבות ביהודה, שומרון
5: וביקת הארדן. מתבר ובי כתבנו יאיר אורוויאטו. דוח הממונה על השכר במשרד האוצר מגלה, כחמישית מדיווחי הנוכחות החודשיים של עובדי המדינה אינם עבודה בפועל, התבוננו לא, זה נקalkala אנתاي נavi.
8: אופדיא המדינה נמצאים במיסרת מאה ותשע שעות מתח 18.1 בחודש בילבאד, היותר מחלה, גיבוש, אדרחות, התובות שרות המדינה, ובלאינק חמישה שעות נוספות בחודש בתשלום. במיסר דואצאר תואנים שיצא לאביר שנים נתונס אחר חלקיים, ככ למשל סחרו של הרמת卡尔יש אובר איזנ קות היה 38,000 שקלים בחודש ב-2014, לעומת 84,000 שקלים בשנה הקודמת. בשל
5: ומצהל נמסר בתגובה בדוח הוכנסו מרכיבים שאינם חלק מרחיבי השכר הקבועים הצגת הנתונים באופן זה מאבטת את פני הדברים תוצאות בדיקות המעבדה של הילדה הישראלית בת התשע שהגיעה אתמול לבית החולים שניידר בחשד שנדבקה בקורונה שליליות כתבנו לעיני בריאות מאיר מרציאנו מוסר כי נכון לעכשיו לא נמצא בישראל חולה בנגיף הסיני מזג האוויר ירידה בטמפרטורות בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה, יורד גשם מקומי קל. אלה החדשות שאורך רואי ולד.
1: The world is <laughs> only alive and there are good things that
2: everything is not only If we believe, in No, let Israel. 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 Eretzi Israel, ve za kehou, ve za kehou, clique, retisrael, harakama, a key Ramar Lui to Your time has come, the days begin
0: One of the stars of Kosher Halftime Show 2020, Simcha Liner, and one of the songs that you hear in Kosher Halftime Show 2020, Rise Up, here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning on this 4th of February, 9th day of Shvat. Reminder, this coming Monday is our Tu Shabbat special here at JM in the AM. Before Simcha Liner, heard Yosef Karduner with Ha'alinu, Shlaimi Kaufman at Ko Yisrael, and Benny Freeman with that great song, Tashiru, which actually has a different official name, <laughs> but that's what I call it. Here at JM the AM, 44 degrees, cloudy and a high of 57. Mazaltov to the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. 18 in a row, high, and the 18th was over a really formidable opponent, uh, Williams College up in Massachusetts. They went yesterday to Massachusetts. They uh, came back with a victory, meaning the Macs came back with a victory. And uh, wow, what a victory it was. It was just amazing watching it, and a uh, big shout-out to uh, the entire team for a real team effort, and uh, Mazal Tov to Coach Elliott Steinmetz and everybody who had a role in yesterday's big victory. Yeshiva University men's basketball team, they are now 18-1. and Their next game is tomorrow night on the road. Saturday night they are at home at 8.30 p.m. in Washington Heights at the Max Stern Athletic Center. Try to be there, folks. Try to be there. Max Stern Athletic Center this coming Saturday night, eight thirty p.m. is their next home game. Again, they're on the road tomorrow night. Home Saturday night. Ah, the Max are rolling. Speaking of sports, Yeshiva League sports update time. It's getting to that point of the season. Very exciting point of the season. Elliot Weiselberg has our Yeshiva League sports update. Here he is at J.M. in the A.M.
8: Thanks, Nachum. This is it, folks. We've reached the final week of the 2019-2020 MYHSAL regular season. Today, on the Tuesday morning, J.M. and the AM Sports Update. Upsets galore forcing massive shakeups, top teams knocked from their perch, and the possibility of two four-way ties for division crowns. All that and more straight ahead. Good morning. I'm Elliot Weisselberg. We'll start off with varsity hockey, where interesting results in both divisions throw some intrigue into the playoff race. In the West, an OT winner by junior Eitan Linhart powered the Ramaz Rams to a win over the SAR Sting. The win doesn't necessarily improve Ramaz's playoff standing, but definitely put a damper on SAR's chances to win the division, which also came to a halt Thursday night when senior Elliot Eisner scored four times as Frisch knocked off the Sting 6-4 to clinch the crown and the West number 1 seed. Over in the East, Flatbush upends North Shore 4-3 to lock up the final playoff spot ahead of what would otherwise have been a winner-take-all game with Hank tonight. In other news, Rambam defeats Solomon Schechter to all but wrap up the East No. 2 seed as Hafter falls to DRS 2-0, and Kushner could wrap up the West No. 3 seed with a win over MTA tomorrow night. JV Hockey would have an interesting week of its own as the Chips fall the right way for the SAR Sting. First, SAR earns a 3-2 win over Frisch on a goal by sophomore Sam Froman with two minutes to go, and a stop by freshman goalie Djidjikanovich of a last-second penalty shot, and last night Frisch manhandled TABC 4-1 to knock the Storm out of first and hand the division to SAR. The Sting now await the last two games of the JV season featuring Hank and Flatbush and Rambam and YDE to see who they will host in the first round teams that already know their opponents, East champion DRS will host MTA following the Lions win over JEC, and Frisch will travel to Brooklyn to face East No. 2 YDE. In boys JV basketball, Frisch upended TABC to keep in play a chaotic situation as it relates to the division title. The 56-45 victory ties the Cougars and Storm at 8-2, a game behind SAR at 8-1, and and a game ahead of Ramaz at 7-2 after their win over MTA last night. The scenario exists where tonight, SAR can win the division with a victory over Ramaz, which would also settle the West nicely 1-6. However, should Ramaz upset SAR, there will be a four-way tie at the top of the West at 8-2. Ironically, this situation is more preferable than what could have happened in a three-way tie with SAR, Frisch, and TABC, which wouldn't have had a resolution. But in this scenario, TABC and Ramaz would earn the top two seeds, while SAR would drop to third and Frisch to fourth. Out east, the number two seed will be determined tonight when Flatbush takes on Hank. A win for the Falcons clinches the bye while a loss hands it to Meg and David. A pack slate in varsity basketball where there now exists its own possibility of a four-way tie at the top of the East. DRS downed Mag and David 66-65, and Hafter knocked off Flatbush at Barclays and defeated TABC, fixing the East standings board as follows. Hafter 11-2, Mag and David 11-3, DRS 10-3, and Shari Torah 9-3. Hafter will face DRS on Thursday night, where a win would wrap up the division for the Hawks. However, should DRS clip Hafter's wings, it would pull the teams into a three-way tie, and if Shari Torah defeats North Shore tonight and Flappish on Thursday, potentially a four-way tie at 11-3. and Fear not, there are solutions, though. In either situation, DRS would take the division title, Mag and David would finish second, third, and Shari Torah fourth, meaning that whoever wins the half DRS contest will be the division champion. Out West, the ABCs lost to half their compounds a week that saw them lose by 10 to Frisch, dropping the Storm out of contention for the top spot all the way down to third. The West title is now down to Hillel and Heschel, where Hillel can lock up the top spot with a win over Waterbury tomorrow night. Finally, in girls varsity, in what seems like a yearly coordination, Mayanote defeated Frisch forty-seven to thirty-seven to lock the West in a three-way tie with SAR at ten and two. The tiebreaker hands the division title to Mayanote, and Frisch, who came in with the chance to win the division title, falls all the way to number three. And that was your Tuesday morning Jam, the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. <laughs>
2: shut on him feel i Ay, make him give to alim, shoy alim, ay
0: That's Lipa here at JM and the AM. Kavodo is the name of that selection. Um, by Goldwasser in a second. Yassi Baumel is going to join us. He's here from Israel. Uh, plenty more happening on a, uh, a Tuesday morning here at JM and the AM. Don't forget to vote in the World Zionist Congress election. Don't forget to vote in the World Zionist Congress election. Go to uh, voteoic.org for all the details. Voteoic.org. We are on slate number four. We're encouraging and reminding you that we are on slate number four, voteoic.org, voteoic.org. Um, the Project Witness fourth annual Holocaust Studies Conference, we mentioned this yesterday, is happening starting Sunday, February the 16th. The question is, do I belong at the upcoming conference? Well, the answers are as follows. We welcome all second-generation children of survivors, two Gs, so to speak, all third-generation grandchildren of survivors, three Gs, and anyone interested in learning more about the Holocaust. Uh, it's happening the fourth annual Holocaust education, Educators Conference. is happening at the Museum of Jewish Heritage, a living memorial to the Holocaust, on February the 16th and February the 17th in New York City. Information, it's a projectwitness.org, projectwitness.org, or 718 305 5221. 718 305 5221. 718 305 5221. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishma's Hara of Zebin Rebels of Levy, and Zechonishma's Esther Boss Rebels of Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Talmud and Tainas tells us that we learn
7: Rabbi Broca once asked Eliyohan Novi when he found him in the marketplace. Whether there was anyone in the marketplace who was a ben olam haba, who had a portion in the next world. When two men passed by, Elio Novi said, These two have a share in the world to come. Rabbi Broca approached them and he asked them, What's their occupation? What do they do? And they said, we are jesters, bad chonim. When we see people that are sad and depressed, we cheer them up. When we see two people quarreling, we strive to make peace between them. Rashi explains that their peacemaking rule was a ticket to the world to come. Because our chachomim tell us that someone who brings peace between two people is rewarded both this world and in the next. The ma'asho asks... What is the connection between cheering up a depressed person and Olam Abba? We learn that Hashem empathizes with the suffering of even a Balavera, someone who is a sinner, who is executed for his crime. Bizman Sha'adam Itztair, we learn in Chagiga, at the time when a person has pain, when a time that a person is troubled, Shechina, Ma lo what does Shechina say? My head is heavy, my arm is heavy. Every Jew has a chilek in Olam but his connection is only in the hereafter. Rebroika wanted to meet a person that was a citizen of that world even now, whose life reflected those otherworldly values, but he was only a tourist in this world. The two people who were Badchanim had the perspective of Hashem being unhappy if one of his creations were unhappy. They had a sensitivity to Hashem's happiness that was motivated to cheer up the people that were sad. That meant they were citizens of Olam Abba even while they were still here on earth. The fact that Rebroika asked Eliyuan Novi in the marketplace exactly who was a member of Olam Abba, it seems difficult. And that exchange is fascinating because we realize that it all depends on our care and sensitivity for a fellow Jew. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizek. Have a nice day.
0: J.M. in the AM with Yaakov Shweki, Tuesday morning broadcast, and I am thrilled that Rabbi Yossi Balmol I don't know if you like when I call you Rabbi or not, I don't remember.
9: My Rosh Hashiva wouldn't like it because I bailed out right before I got to meet Oh, so. okay, so I can call you Yossi. Yeah, please. Yossi please.
0: Baumol is here. It's been a long time. It's been a while. I, I think, honestly, the last time that we had him on was actually in Israel, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Uh, it's been a while since Yossi Baumol has visited us. He is here from Israel. We have a bunch of stuff to talk about before we get to all the details. I'm going to ask him my uh, update questions here at the JM and the AM in terms of what's happening in the Holy Land. So I say to you, Baruch Haba, welcome, and it's great to have you here.
9: I'm saying it's really a pleasure to be here. I haven't been in your new digs here. It's great. Yeah, min- it's like uh, min- Minion next door, parking, it's great. How was the
0: Stucker Synagogue? Was it, a, it It was nice being in a historic building. Since huh? I
9: work for a place that pushes tefillah, I'm very appreciative of the davening slow, but I had to bail out early here, too.
0: <laughs> we have to plan better next time, what can I tell you? I have to plan better. <laughs> um... Let me ask you a couple of update questions before we get to all the details uh, of why you're here. Um, have you decided who you will be voting for on the 2nd of March? And you don't have to tell me who. I'm just curious if you've already, Absolutely, you've yeah. already decided. Will it be similar to who you voted for in the first two elections this year?
9: <laughs> I, I, I have to admit that the last election, because they arranged it so quickly, I was did not vote because I was away. Oh, if
0: you're away, you're away.
9: And I'm coming back for my next trip on... Uh, with, together with Ralph Dovzinger on election day. We actually have an event that night. We have a.
0: But you'll get a chance to yeah, vote. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what is your whole. I mean, look, you're living in Efrat still, correct?
9: That's correct.
0: Uh, and many of us are familiar with uh, all the great causes you've been with over the years. Um, what is your um, uh, view as you watch a third election? You know, creep into Israeli society. Like, what do you, what do you, we know what we think. We know what President Trump thinks. He made some comments about it last week. What do you think? Is it, is it, I don't know, is there a way for you to describe how you feel about it?
9: I think I said this years ago on your show. Uh, it says, Leif Sarim the heart of the of the rulers is in the hands of God. But Israel, the only place where we have a direct uh, direct rule by God, and we don't really need then anybody else. Then why is
0: God doing this? <laughs> why is he doing? Why is he playing this
9: game? You know, on Yom, uh, this is from our Rosh Hashiva on Yom Kippur. Everyone is supposed to speak, assume that they are a benoni, in other right. words, fifty, the, and that they're 50%, fifty percent right. fifty, and that the world is 50-50 and it's your in your hands to choose one vote can change the whole world. Yeah, this is the lesson we learned is, from this. This huh? is the idea. that. Uh, Do you think the results are going to be any
0: different than they were the first two times? Uh,
9: I have no, idea. Have I, no pr- idea. It won't be very different, but I'm hoping that you know, all the wonderful things that Netanyahu's been doing lately will, uh, will help the right uh, move up. Right. Did you I'm expect saying... the immediate
0: annexation after the announcement at the White House? No. Even though there were rumors that there would be immediate
9: annexation? I didn't expect it. Uh, and I think he's going to be challenged to do it before the elections. Uh, They've got already demonstration starting. Right, I heard the news this uh, morning, uh, and people—some yeah. people
0: are really some—some some people who are considered allies of him are pretty upset about it that it hasn't been done yet.
9: Yeah, but you know, uh, you know, people always ask me what I think about the peace plan, and I, you know, uh, I remember something that Rabbi Riskin said many years ago. He went to Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky to consult with him about something, and he said, "Everybody's yelling at me," and Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky said, "Zey musin shrayin v'udu which means uh, that they have to yell, but you have to do. We all have the uh, privilege and the comfort of being able to complain about the government and decide what we're going to do if we were in this place. And I think everyone else really does have to cry out for Eretz Yisrael. But I don't want to judge. The prime minister, he's got to make practical uh, decisions and the fact is that every time there was a peace plan we ended up with more land uh, of theirs uh, if you think about what the ro- borders well, were 47 of hours 48, of of you, right 47 <laughs> for, uh, you said you said land of theirs <laughs> no, that was a mistake um, so, so uh, like i have a right to correct again you on again this. getting back to what you said before we don't know god has a plan and I'm sure that this is good, uh, what's happening is really, really, really good for the Jewish people, like everything else has been happening over the last few decades. One, one of
0: the things that I remembered last week that you had told me, and now you know I was thinking of you when I was listening to the president at the White House, uh, you basically um, said, based on psukim, I think you said it, uh, that the current borders, the current lines that we're used to, you know, the noticeably Jewish areas in Sharon, et etc., those are going to eventually be... Part of the regular jewish state and we have to come to reality that those that are not in areas like that will likely be given away
9: i to... never said that well
0: i think what you i'm, I'm trying I to never
9: think... said that because i think that, didn't that you say, millions but, of refugees what, have they, li- left north southern syria because that belongs but, to us but too.
0: didn't you say
9: didn't you say something about um when the wall was built oh okay you're right i apologize there is clearly at the end of zacharia it says that, that there will be a Palestinian autonomy in the Gaza Strip when Mashiach comes. You can look it up at the end of Zechariah. Gaza, Gaza. Yeah. In, in, uh, yeah. Not in, near in, Jerusalem. No no, 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 no. Over there, it's quite clearly in the Radak and other commentaries explain that just like uh, uh, um, uh, Yevusi, Yevus was a enclave, a non-Jewish enclave during the beginning of King David's time, so too Ekron, which represents the, the plishtim, uh, will also be have an enclave where they will be subservient, but they will be have their own something going on over there. All right. What happens after that? I don't know, but that's, that's the stage. Maybe we're here. It's Meshiachzeit already. So Who I had semi a memory of what you had said. <laughs> I, I sort of remember. By that. the way, no one should make practical decisions based on uh, these kind of things. A, a Jew has to know that he has to keep the Torah and he has to do what's logical and practical at any given point in time. But it's good to know that there are plans out there and things are happening along, according to plan. Right. But you've always
0: been on the logical and practical side. And, and most, of your co- most of your colleagues are not, <laughs> frankly.
9: No, I just cut a lot of slack for our leaders because we all have the uh, privilege and luxury of not being one of them. And, right. In uh,
0: other words, one of the hardest jobs in the world is being Prime Minister of Israel. That's no, no question That's about essentially it. what you're saying. Yeah. And so, sometimes people have to cut them some slack, give them a break. Right. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So those who are protesting him or yelling and screaming, That you would hope they'd be a little bit more thoughtful before they... No, the... I
9: didn't say that. I think that it's our job to yell out right. to Eretz Yisrael, but it's his job to make the hard decisions. Right. Understood. understood. Uh, finally, before we get to why you're here, you're a Brooklyn
0: boy, right? That's right. What do you think as you sit in Israel and hear about the anti-Semitic incidents that are
9: happening in the United States? Look, it's scary, and um, the, the appearance of anti-Semitism today is really... Um, I don't know, God has plans. I don't know what they are, but be- between me and you, when I was growing up, we didn't run to the police every time somebody called right. me a dirty Jew and beat me up in the streets of Borough Park. Correct. So, you know, these things have been happening all along. We've been uh, ignoring it, and maybe the world is getting to a better place that these kind of things are now more, we're more sensitive to these things, and the world is more sensitive to these things. But I'm not sure that it's that much different. uh, uh I don't want to. I, I would hope that every single Jew would move to Israel for positive reasons, and not because he has to run. But we know that it's Ashur represents those who come from the happy countries, and Mitzrayim comes from those narrow places, from the tourist places, and both will all come together. The message
0: is Israel's there, no matter what the purpose might be, no matter what the reason is that someone has to leave a country they're in. Right. Do you, still have, uh, do you still have people moving into Efrat? Does Efrat continue to grow or it's basically hidden? Well,
9: basically uh, about three, four years ago, they uh, allowed a new wave of building the two new neighborhoods that are are mostly populated now, but they built hundreds of apartments. And for me, who I'm thinking at this stage of my life to move to, to Yerushalayim, to a smaller apartment, my my house has gone down in value because of all the real uh, estate. Uh, and it should continue that way, Baruch Hashem. It's, uh, there are a lot of people moving into the area. Uh, this year there was a very positive growth in the r- growth rate rate of growth in Yudan Sharon and uh, let's hope it continues. Amazing.
0: Um, all right. Last time we spoke, you were with Yeshiva Makar Chaim. That's correct. And Makar Chaim is active, and at that time you were looking to establish a more permanent building for them in the area of that, uh, of Yehudah, correct?
9: That's correct. What happened was after the kidnapping of the three boys, two of them who are students. Rav Dovzinger came to me and said, you know, we never really had to raise money before, but now the government gave us this piece of land and, you know, maybe a third of it is going to be paid by the government, but we have to raise money. And I came on board. I left Sterot, uh, regretfully, uh, and I I, I, and I started working 10 minutes from my house instead of an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> and uh, for me, it's been a spiritual journey. Everybody who comes to work at Mekor Chaim ends up coming to work there for themselves because they look in, into their soul uh, from the experience, and it's really changed my life in many different ways. Uh, and I think... Basically, uh, the world relies on three things: Torah, Avod, and gemilut chasadim. Torah, there's more Torah learning than ever before in history. Gemilut chasadim, are more fundraisers, more organizations, more gemachs. There's more than that. What's avodah? We've lost our connection, our emotional connection to God. It affects our, it's, it, it affects our children. It affects our our observance, and this is something that uh, Rav Dovzinger really is the pioneer of in Israel. He's we're the only organization that's being paid by the Israeli government to teach elementary school kids how to dive in, or teach their teachers how to teach them how to dive in. Uh, we've taken this whole, whole approach to uh, to schools as well we have We have a uh, pilot program with Fuchs Mizrahi, uh School Cleveland. in Cleveland uh, where we're doing intensive teacher training there. Uh, by them visiting us, we visiting them, Skype, Zoom, etc. And basically we turned the whole uh, Limude Kodesh, uh, the whole Hebrew uh, uh, limude Kodesh staff into a Chabura, where they're trying to, they help each other, connecting up with each other and connecting up with themselves and then connecting up with the students, and it's made a tremendous difference uh, in, in the school there. So this is uh, basically, he's taken Hasidic, and he's at the forefront of the, of, I don't like to use the word neo hasidic he right. calls it Hasidut Eretz Israel. but he's at the forefront, Rav Zinger is at the forefront of, of this revolution where people look into their hearts, and you can ask any of the kids who came back from MTA just last week from uh, a month in our yeshiva, and you can see an unbelievable difference. Oh, they still have that program? Yeah, we still have the program. I was there last night in YU, and I met the guys who just came back, and I met our students are here. Uh, we took a picture at the Sfarm uh, uh, sale because Rav Dov Zinger's new book in English just came out, and we. And is he the Rosh Hashiva? He's the Rosh Hashiva. He's officially the Rosh Hashiva. He's Rosh Hashiva of three organizations, basically Yeshivat Mekor Chaim, Fnaiva Lefim, a teacher's training program together with Herzog College, which gives a B.A. and M.A. in alternate education, uh, and and also Beit Midrash which is sort of an adult outreach spiritual place uh, center where people come. We have a, a, a center in Yushalayim as well, where people come to learn how to daven, to learn how to connect with themselves. And basically, the, hmm. in order to talk to God, you have to first learn how to talk to your wife. You have to first learn how to talk to each other. And when you can know how to connect up to people, then you'll believe that somebody's listening when you're talking, when you, uh, when you talk to Hashem, uh, when you daven.
0: Yesi Baum was here. What's the status of the
9: building? So we finished one uh, dormitory complex, uh, and uh, we had a many months of uh, argument with the education ministry, the high school building itself is being built more or less 90% by the government and they have a right to choose the contractor and we didn't accept their contractor. That's all been solved. We're probably starting construction on three more buildings which will enable us to move uh, a year and a half from now uh, within a matter of weeks. And it's officially in the town or city of? It's outside of the V'e Daniel. It's down below in the valley, of, of below in the V'e Daniel, uh, on the ancient Patriarch's Road, the road that used to connect up Chevron to Sholeim. We have the uh, ancient mikvahs for the first time in history, the mikvah that served the Ole Regal on our road in Gush Etzion, filled up with water already, and you can actually use it. First time in history. Uh, and we're building on this historic site where they have Roman milestones. And it's really, and when I talk to people about getting involved, besides the spiritual aspect of it, the idea that one can make a dedication on the Derek Avot, where Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov walked, where Elazar and Maccabi fell in the battle underneath the, uh, the elephant outside of Elazar. Uh, and it's such a historic place. It's just like an unbelievable project. And that's why uh, I'm really, really happy with that this is going to be Probably my swan song. I'll be working here until uh, I retire.
0: Uh, last time we were in Israel with Mizrahi, just a few weeks ago, we uh, we spoke uh, with Racheli Frankel. I would assume that she and <coughs> all the parents are kept up to date on the progress at Makar Chaim.
9: Absolutely. Besides that, Racheli, my wife studies with Racheli at Matan. So ah. uh, I don't know if you saw my article in the Jewish press about women's dafayomi. I did see it. Yeah, okay. That's nothing to do with my work, but just...
0: Uh... Right. Well, you were, you were uh, trumpeting <coughs> the fact that, uh, that they are as involved as they are in the study of Talmud.
9: Well, look, uh, if you want to spend a minute on this topic, uh, basically, what I was trying to say is that the the minority of women have always learned Gemara throughout history, and there's nothing wrong with that halakhically according to the way halacha is today. Now I'm looking into another thing. I read a very interesting book that has a haskama from Rabbi Belsky about the fact that as we get closer to Mashiach times, women's roles get stronger religiously. It brings from the Arizal, it's very big in Lubavitch as well also, that the way the moon set, lessened itself at the beginning of creation, and Hashem promised that He would restore the moon. Right. So, so too, women will be restored to an equal level. I'm not sure exactly how, or where, or what, but this process of feminism, every, and this is, I think, the message of a lot of what Makor Chaim is doing, is that we see good in everything, even in the postmodern uh, move, uh, modernist movement. If a person can say, uh, say, "I'm not a man; I'm a woman," by just saying those words. Right. Think about a word. What a word of feeler can change. Right. So the, 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 these are things that are happening as the Jewish people getting closer and closer to what was supposed to be. We see all kinds of things happening that were predicted by our rabbis down through the years. And, wow. and, and this idea of women learning Torah is something that, Pushes the envelope, and and uh, Sarish Nira certainly pushed the envelope when it was. I uh, saw I saw the chuvas the when they say eight We don't have to justify this halachically. There's no choice. It's pikuach nefesh. We have to do this, and maybe we're getting to a stage where women's learning believe in push the envelope also. So, and and but the, I'm not I'm not I'm not pushing that. I'm saying according to, right. I'm according to present halacha, there is nothing wrong with a minority of women learning uh, Gemara if they want to. I don't think that it should be in a a uh, automatic class for all women in all schools, but it should be a choice, and there's nothing with them learning that. And many people are not aware that um, earlier this, earlier, well,
0: last month, actually, it's already last month, wow, uh, on Wednesday night, uh, January the 1st, there was what people called a Haredi Siyamashah, uh, Sabinei HaOma. We were there the following night for what people referred to as Mizrahi, CMR shots, but the following Sunday, there was actually a women's CMR shots in Banyan. Well,
9: there actually were two. Uh, There was one Saturday night at Matan, which my wife ran, uh, because she runs the program at uh, the Dafayomi program at Matan. Uh, And uh, that was, uh, and the next night was this other one that was run, as a mass right. advertising event. More of a homo thing. Yeah, my wife came back and said, I didn't go to the second one, I went to the first one. My wife came back and said the first scene was about Torah, the second one was about women. But uh,
0: <laughs> All right. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Yossi Babbles here in our studio at JM in the AM. And uh, the reason he's chosen this week to visit us is because you have some news about some key events that are going on.
9: Yeah, I'm here preparing a trip of our Rosh Yeshiva, you know, two years ago Rav Zinger was spent a month in YU, and I was just talking to, uh, as a scholar in residence. A month? A month, oh, three weeks. Wow. And uh, a lot of people who are now teaching in schools throughout the country who got to know him then And uh, when I started working with McCorkheim, nobody knew who he was, and now he's super popular. Koran decided, or Magid Books decided, to put out his book, his Hebrew bestseller, Tikon Filati, in English. And it's in the Sperm Sale. And it just came out now. It's at the Sperm Sale. And uh, we're doing a series of book launch events, which are basically musical. um, uh, Who does the music? uh, We have David Ziff, Duvidal. Very he's nice. Doing it. We, our Hasidim here in, uh, in America so re- he's tra- recommended him that he would be, you know, work with, well with... The, so actually, he's traveling with the rabbi. Rav Dov asked me to bring my son Mordechai, right. uh, who we've done stuff with him before, but uh, since he was expecting right around then, he couldn't commit. And to with coming. that
0: in mind, Mazal Tov to Yassi Balmul because his grandson was born yesterday. That's correct. Mazal yeah. Tov. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, here's what's going to be happening. Uh, join us for a special book-launching event of Rabbi Dov Singer's Prepare... My Prayer, Recipes to Awaken the Soul, Magid Books, New English uh, Language Translation of his bestseller, Tikkun Tfilati. Come and welcome the Joyous Month of Adar for a musical, spiritual voyage with this modern Orthodox Hasidic master. Here is the schedule. Uh, Rabbi Singer and Duvidil and MC Yassi Baumel will be together for Shabbat. At no, the boat,
9: no, just the Shabbat and two Shabbatot, not won't be there. Oh, sorry, yeah, you get okay. my point. Yeah, yeah okay,
0: uh, for Shabbat <laughs> February the 20th through the 23rd, as scholar in residence at Boca Raton Synagogue down in Florida. And after our trip last week to Florida, it's obvious that we have a lot of people listening down there right now. So, Boca Raton, get ready. That's Thursday through Shabbat, February the 20th through the 23rd, on Monday. February 24th, it'll be a YU Yarche Kala happening. Oh, that we know the Yarche Kala. We, we broke this from there once down there at the Boca Raton Synagogue. There'll be will be like a hundred rabbis there if not more. Uh, Monday, February 24th, the same day that night, he'll be up at the Young Israel of New Rochelle. On Tuesday, February the 25th, the main New York City event's going to be happening at Lincoln Square Synagogue. That's Tuesday night, February the 25th. On Wednesday night, February the 26th, Congregation Renat Yisrael, Rabbi Adler Shul and Tinek. And then Shabbat, the final Shabbat in February, spirituality in education conference and community Shabbaton at the Fuchs Mizrahi School in Cleveland. And this all wraps up, this big tour wraps up on Sunday, March the 1st at 9.15 in the morning at the Young Israel of Woodmere. You have on this list some places that are going to bring you massive crowds to say the least.
9: I hope so, and uh, we're going to take all their blessings and all their prayers back with us so that we can vote on Monday, the following day in Israel. And and
0: March 1st, both Rabbi Singer and Yassi plan on voting in the third— March 2nd. almost March 2nd, sorry, yeah. March 2nd, they plan on (laughs) voting in the third go-round of the Israeli elections that the entire world— is talking about this is a major tour. I mean, this is a big deal here. That's uh, that's going it, on. It, it's it's
9: unbelievable how he's, his his popularity has exploded here in the United States. I had a big argument with him. He says I have you know when I come back from America I get phone calls from the head of education ministry. How come I go to America? We want you to do stuff in Israel all the time. So I'm only going what I call it what I call Hashem Shemaim. He says is if you make money, and I said no you got it all wrong. Just like an individual person Hashem finds his skills. And his best side, by forcing him to join the job market, so too God cursed all the important organizations that they have to raise money. So the Rosh Hashiva shouldn't sit in the Beit Midrash all day long, but should go out and and educate the public. So I'm raising money. Yeah, Femme
0: that's from a fundraiser.
9: Actually, Mati Dan told me that many (laughs) years ago. He's also a fundraiser. (laughs) (laughs) And and I said, this is happening because you're supposed to teach your Torah in America as well. That's why it's happening.
0: You know, we uh, we have a mantra now that's going on. You know that the World Zionist Congress election is going on. You're familiar with it from your days in North America. And, um, you know, one of the things that we on Slate 4 with the Mizrahi are reminding people is that, uh, you know, for a long time, for the first 70 years, it was the diaspora Jews who took care of Israel. Now we turn to Israel to take care of the diaspora Jews. And you and others are doing just that. I don't know how this would have played 10 or 20 years ago if, if a rabbi like Rabbi Singer would have, in fact, taken your advice and run to America and other areas of the diaspora to spread this word. But now, Sorry about that. But now we see more and more people in Israel reaching out globally and really getting involved in the world of the diaspora. And believe me, we are desperate for it right now.
9: I know. We just had the heads of Azraeli come to uh, visit us uh, in the yeshiva. We have visitors all the time from America looking at our, our educational methods and uh, and it's it's just an unbelievable thing. But you know what? If if I can if the da- if, but during davening in a, in Israel, if a guy comes knocking on the door and it's for for a Castro in Argentina, then you know things are changing in the world. Correct, <laughs>
0: to say the least. I remember the that happened around uh, uh, two thousand eight. When all of a sudden, uh, because of the economic downturn here, all of a sudden you saw people going to Israel <laughs> to fundraise. And I'm like, wow, this is quite different than it used to be. To well, say you the kn- least. Do
9: you know that in America, all the holy rabbis, rebbes, are named after towns in. In Europe, but in Israel, we have the Boston Rebbe and the Cleveland Rebbe and the Pittsburgh Rebbe. So think about where things are moving.
0: (laughs) If they decided to go, all of us should decide to go. All right, so this all starts on February the 20th. It goes till March 1st. I assume on the Makor Chaim website people can get information? That's
9: right, makarchaim.org. It's it's
0: M-A-K-O-R Chaim, -chaim M-A-K-O-R Chaim.org. You can also email USA at gmail.com, USA at gmail.com. And there is a phone number, 917-929-8525, 917-929-8525. And there are principals, obviously, and faculty members in different schools listening right now. They may want, I'm not talking about this tour specifically, but they may may, may want to connect with you, just take advantage of what you're doing via the internet, Skype, etc. cetera. Yeah, you
9: know, we have 2 days in New York that were basically filled up already more or less with uh, that but sort I'm of thing. But I'm saying in
0: general, like, you know, you said that there's stuff that's going on across the seas, you know, in terms well, of uh...
9: Well, we we have to finish our pilot project in ah. Cleveland and then because we don't, we we're limited with resources, we have you should know that with the, with the elections not happening uh, we, we, uh, the, our program where we teach kids in in, high, in elementary schools in Israel how to was funded by the government, and we haven't gotten that funding this year because of that. So, like, you know, we we're very limited in what we can do, and we're building a campus at the same time. So we're limited to what we can do. But if we succeed with this pro- with this project, and we'll make a decision about it in the coming months, probably, then we'll see how we can expand that. Uh, to other schools as well. Uh,
0: how many students are in Makar right now? We have
9: 320 students in Makar and we have then? thousands of people who take part in our monthly, uh, bi-monthly uh, education, not uh, weekly educational projects in Jerusalem, near the Shuk, we have a shul that we do stuff in, and we go throughout the country. We have Rosh Chodesh Davening throughout the country every month in a different place. We have thousands of people taking place. Where is
0: the shul near the Shuk? Which one is it? Um,
9: I forgot the name How of close it. It's is called Beit It's right near the Shuk. Right, right near the Shuk. You can go find it on our website.
0: Um, and... In fact, this is the yeshiva that Rav Steinsaltz, I mean, what do we say? He founded it? Rav Steinzaltz first-
9: founded it. He still comes very often. He came before Rosh Hashanah to give out a candy to every single student in in the yeshiva before Rosh Hashanah. It's a beautiful picture sweet, to see. Sweet new year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he comes often to us. Uh, he cannot speak because of a right. stroke. But he understands everything and uh I was at CM and chas uh, uh in Tokoa with him just recently and he's he's doing okay, but unfortunately we can't uh But someone he, told me something.
0: he's still able to Yeah 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 he to comment on, on, on certain publications. You know, if they have a question for him, they can bring it to Yeah, him. yeah, That's absolutely. It. That's absolutely. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. All right, Yassi Bammel, anything else you'd like to add?
9: I just want to say that thank you, Nachum, for all the wonderful things you do for the Jewish people. I really, really appreciate it, and I'm very happy that this project here is succeeding. Amen and I'm looking this. forward to davening the Bialystok Shul in the future as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just have to choose which minion, that's all. Um, Thursday through Shabbat, February the 20th through the 23rd, Makar Chaim, Rabbi Singer, uh, Yassi Bammel, some of these events, music by Duvidal, happening at Boca Raton Synagogue, 24th of February at BRS, Monday night at the, at the YU, Monday rather, at the YU Yerchei Kala, that's Monday, February 24th. Monday night, February 24th, at the Young Israel of New Rochelle. Tuesday night, February 25th, at Lincoln Square Synagogue. Wednesday night, February 26th, at Congregation Rinat Yisrael and Tinek Shabbat, uh, last Shabbat in February, the uh, Shabbaton, Community Shabbaton Education Conference at Fuchs Mizrahi School, in Cleveland, and Sunday, March the 1st, early in the morning, 9.15, at the Young Israel of Woodmere. For Rabbi Dove Singer and the amazing people from Makor Chaim information, go to the website, Chaim, m a k o r M-A-K-O-R-C-H-A-M.org, or USA at gmail.com, or 917-929-855. 25. Mazal tov to you and the entire family. Thank you very much. And we hope to see you again soon.
9: Uh, absolutely. Thank you for everything, Nachum. Really pleasure. appreciate it. Yossi, Have a great day.
0: Yassi Baumel, a great visit from somebody who is a, uh, a a wonderful person and great personality and has his hand on the pulse of the Jewish people, to say the least, although he may deny that, frankly. Right here, America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at com, on the Non-Home Single Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. <laughs> J.M. and the A.M. Tuesday morning broadcast on this 4th of February, 9th of Shvat two Shvat special coming up Monday here at J.M. and the A.M. I hope you'll be tuned in. That was Yaakov Shweki and Inshallah. You heard Nigun Yushalayim with Shwebel Sharf and Levine. Avram Freed before that. And Shlomo Katz opened up the hour with Nigun Hasulam after our conversation with Yossi Baumel, uh, who I thank for visiting us here this morning at J.M. and the A.M. Cloudy skies with a high of 57 here in New York. Wow. <laughs> Apparently, it's raining already outside. I didn't realize that. Um, I want to remind everybody the fourth annual Holocaust Studies Conference is coming up. Project Witness presents it. If you're a second-generation children of survivors, a 2G, or a third-generation grandchildren of survivors, 3G, or anyone out there who's interested in learning more about the Holocaust, it happens, the fourth annual Holocaust Educators Conference at the Museum of Jewish Heritage, February the 16th and 17th. The project of Project Witness. Information, go to projectwitness.org. Projectwitness.org. And it's happening at the Museum of Jewish Heritage downtown. Again, go to projectwitness.org for all the information. If you missed any of our NSN Kosher Halftime Show, don't forget, Kosher Halftime Show 2020 is out there. It's on our homepage. It's on YouTube. Just search Kosher Halftime Show 2020. It's on Facebook, facebook.com slash Siegel Network. Um, make sure to check out the Kosher Halftime Show presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm and uh, some many amazing sponsors. I think you'll enjoy it. If you haven't seen it yet, I think you will enjoy it. Hey, I got a note from listener Cena. She says, belated best wishes for a very happy birthday going out to our fantabulous son-in-law, Shia Dov Schreiber of Bayswater. Wishing you a year filled with good health, Simchas, and abundant nachas. May you be Zoka to celebrate many more birthdays and good health together with Zippy and your beautiful children with love. With much love from Iman Abba, who we know, of course, as Listener Cena and Mr. Listener Cena down in Florida. Tuesday morning, JM in the AM. Congratulations to the Yashiva University men's basketball team. They hit high 18 in a row. They went up to Williams College in Massachusetts yesterday and beat a really good team by nine points. Congratulations. They are now 18 and one. They've won 18 in a row. They are 18 and one. And, um,. Uh, their next game is tomorrow night on the road, and then their next home game is Saturday night at 8.30 up in Washington Heights at the Max Stern Athletic Center uh, up at Yeshiva University. So uh, get ready for their home game this coming Saturday nights. I'm getting ready for it already, and it's only Tuesday.
11: <laughs>
0: <laughs> A big thank you to our friends at Eichler's in Borough Park for the amazing day we had there Sunday with Barry Weiss. That video, by the way, is available at facebook.com slash Siegel Network. Don't forget to vote OIC. Those of you who want to vote in the World Zionist Congress elections, and I hope that you are uh, that you are in that category, someone who wants to vote and have a voice heard. You want to, avoid, you want to vo- a vote for, for uh, slate number four. You want to vote for slate number four in the Zionist elections. Slate number four, uh, make sure uh, to go to voteoic.org. Voteoic.org. Vote oic.org. You want to vote for slate number four at voteoic.org. Make sure to take care of that uh, as soon as you can. Um, And, um, yeah, it would be a a great idea to take care of it this morning. You pay the registration fee. You um, become a member. And then you go and vote on slate number four at voteoic.org. You have all the information. JM in the AM at 8.27 in the morning with one of the stars of Kosher Halftime Show 2020, Sim Liner. J.M. in the A.M. with Simcha Leiner, the star of uh, the Kosher uh, Halftime Show 2020 with La'or here at J.M. in the A.M. Mazel going out to Shlemy Yehuda Tabak, his bar mitzvahs tonight. He's from Bensonhurst. Mazel Tov, Shlemy Yehuda Tabak. And Mazel to Avram uh, Goldstein and um, and Sarah Rivko Fruchtandler. That wedding is taking place tonight as well. Mazel Tov to, all, uh, to both families from all of us here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, yeah. Um, Jenna Beltzer is with us live via telephone, founding director of the OU Impact Accelerator. The OU's Impact Accelerator, a mentorship program for growth and early-stage funding for Jewish not-for-profit entrepreneurs and a division of the OU, has announced its second cohort of four startup ventures. The organizations chosen for this year's cohort are using innovative models to address issues that impact the Jewish community, including fighting poverty, substance abuse, recovery, and education. Launched in early 2018, the OU Impact Accelerator was created to provide mentorship and early-stage funding for Jewish not-for-profits with the next groundbreaking ideas over the course of a 10-month program. Jenna Belzer, welcome to JM in the AM.
12: Thank you so much for having me this morning. It's great to be back i um, speaking to you about now our second cohort for the OU Impact Accelerator, where we've chosen, as you mentioned, four um, amazing nonprofit organizations to work with over this year and hopefully um, develop them to better serve our community, really.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an unbelievable concept and great idea and really worked well the first time around, to say the least. And it's one of the things that not-for-profits are looking for, not just funding. They're also looking for advice and looking for people that guide them, give them good ideas, and really set them on a On a good course and I know you're surrounded by a lot of great people who have a a lot of great input when it comes to that topic
12: (laughs) exactly so people at the Orthodox Union themselves um, have a you know over 120 years of experience now with working and growing a nonprofit Um, so many of the mentors actually come internal from the OU as well as people in our community who have experience whether it be the nonprofit world or the for-profit world and can provide their advice or their experiences and mentorship on everything from accounting to building a business plan, um, reaching different communities, et cetera. These are all things that nonprofit organizations need as well in order to grow. And fortunately, um, their talents and experiences and things that really, if we come together, we have as a community and we can help them grow, like you mentioned, in addition to funding.
0: Yeah, no question about it. A lot of good advice out there. All right. Uh, I'll mention all four, and I'd like your comments about all four if you don't mind. Let's start with the first, uh, Anit Vila, the Voice of Jewish Education. What can you tell us about this initiative?
12: For sure. So um, just to start, before we even you know get into these organizations, I want to mention that we had over 80 applicants who applied for the Accelerator this year. Wow. And the people who were chosen actually went through an extensive um, review and selection process where they first applied via online application and we had a uh, peer review where they were scored according to different competencies. Um, then all of the top 20 came in for interviews with the OU staff as well as a, um, our board and selection team. And then the top nine were, present, were presented, their organizations, and really a live pitch um, before these four were chosen. So um, before we even begin, all of these organizations are obviously amazing and many more that were not chosen, but these four were the four that stuck out. What, so, were, were, there,
0: um, were there 80 the first time around or more or less?
12: There was a few less. There was about um, close to 60 applications the first time. Wow,
0: so it's amazing. Wow, you're attracting a lot of people.
12: Yeah, it's it's really amazing, and it's wonderful to see, um, you know, where the people came, people applied from all across the United States, um, from all different types of communities, and really across a variety of different issues. So it's interesting to see, you know, um, where people are coming from, and that really, that so many people, you know, in, in the Jewish community are active and trying every day to better it. So Imagine. these are the few that um or you know uh, like I said over 80 applied this yeah. year so a lot of people are doing amazing things.
0: That's very true. All right, Ani Tefila the voice of Jewish education, what can you tell us?
12: Yes. So um Ani Tefila what they're doing is they're developing a Tefila curriculum for um elementary schools at the moment and that's obviously hopefully just the start where they're really having students um as it says in their logo, but stop, think, and feel and better um, learn and experience their tefillah every day. And the reason why we chose it is, you know, tefillah is something that will be hopefully a lifelong, you know, a lifelong endeavor for, for people in our community. And so to be able to experience it and learn and, and connect to it at so early on um, and have that with you for the rest of your life can really make a big impact and it's like truly every day. So what they're doing is quite innovative. Um, they have an entire curriculum where you where you work with a partner in order to experience, you know, what does it feel like when you tell someone that, you know, thank you, and then have the other person responds, and you're able to see, like, how would your, you know, how would your relationship to God uh, um, be enhanced if you do that type of thing? So Very it's cool. It's really amazing what they're working on. I, yeah.
0: I, I love that. Good choice. Uh, next, we have CCSA, Communities Confronting Substance Abuse.
12: Yes. Yeah, so, communities confronting substance abuse—they um, they started in New Jersey this year, and what they did is they got together their entire, their the, the Jewish community as well as the surrounding agencies, in order to help them combat and talk about and bring to light um, sub, truly substance abuse in our community. And so, they they speak in schools about prevention um, and also ways to get help. They have support groups for parents who may be going through, um, you know, a family member who who is suffering with substance abuse and kind of bringing. Bringing out the support systems and um, and the different resources that someone would need if they are going through substance abuse or ha- or whatever it may be, which is which is truly a problem in our community. And what they found is that oftentimes um, it was not it was not so spoken about. And so they wanted to make sure that if someone is going through this type of pain and challenge, that the resources are readily available and that people can. Um, obviously, you know tackle the issue stronger stronger together as a community
0: very cool and c c s a was founded in twenty eighteen by leanne and e t l foreman uh wonderful people at Uh We go now to the third one at the o u accelerator program uh, o u impact accelerator I should say Chino Yehudi tell me about this one
12: for sure so yehudi um they're really tar- there there's over a million um, Israelis living in the United States. And what the, um, this organization does is they try to bring Jewish programming to the Israel- to Israelis that are living um, in the United States that sometimes pe- the founders felt that people who are Israeli automatically connect to Judaism. They have the language, um, and it's more naturally a culture for them, but then coming to the United States... it's it's not the same type of experience. And so he found that um, Israeli families would be very likely to send their kids to Jewish schools or engage in Jewish programs if it was made available to them. So he's actually started in communities where there's voucher programs um, and also schools that can cater to um, somewhat of a Kiruv aspect, but also just in general a Jewish programming, in order to try to get more Israeli children who who are in America into Jewish schooling and ensure that they have... Um, that continued upbringing for for themselves, and not you know kind of um, disconnect just because they're in the in the United States.
0: Very cool. And daily yeah. giving. This is something that we're familiar with. Daily giving made it into the final four. What what are they all about?
12: Yes. Yeah. So Daily givings, um, an amazing program there. They've, they've really only started in 2019 and they've been exploding. I feel like they, on their website you can see the numbers grow every day. It's really quite amazing. And so what they do is that um, their goal is to have, you know, have someone be, feel and truly do give a mitzvah every day. So, what they do is they, you can sign up online and you can give a dollar every day, and it goes to a different Jewish organization, um, and it's pulled together with a bunch of other with a bunch of other you know anyone else who signs up. And so the beauty of it is that at least at the beginning of every day, you know you've done a mitzvah, you've given to tzedakah, and that's such an important mitzvah in our community. And so he's made it um, kind of easier in a no it's easier to to make sure that you're doing a mitzvah every single day and also supporting amazing organizations in our community.
0: Amazing. And according to their website, yes. according to their website, in the next year they're going to give away over $400,000, which is pretty amazing frankly. Um, it's
12: really amazing and it's it's all because um people pull together. So if you think about it, $365 a year from one person can make a big difference in an organization but not an enormous um difference but imagine if a thousand people are giving just one dollar a day it really can be a big um a big difference in an organization and also each person who's doing it can feel personally like they are they're giving you know they're giving tzedakah every day they've at least accomplished one one mitzvah and an important mitzvah and he sends out an email actually every morning of um the organization that you're supporting that day so you can you know read about it with your kids and your family around the breakfast table and say you know we've we're instilling this value in our family of giving, and here's the organization we're giving to, and look at what this organization is doing as well.
0: Really amazing. Uh, we should mention the founders. Anit Tfilah, the Voice of Jewish Education, was founded in 2018 by Tamar Nusbaum of Far Rockaway. We mentioned CCSA, that was the Foreman family uh, back in 2018 in Teaneck, New Jersey. Chinuch Yehudi was founded in 2017. Rabbi Chaim Bernstein of Waterbury, Connecticut, and the Daily Giving that we just spoke about was founded last year by Jonathan Donath of White Plains, in New York, um, and that's uh, DailyGiving.org. If you want to check out the website, Jenna Belzer is with us. So, what happens now? Is this uh, ha- has all the uh, consul- has all the c- consultation already happened, or is this going to be something that you and your staff and the board is going to follow for the next few months? How's it going to work?
12: For sure. So um, now's when the fun begins. So each of the organizations has going through actually like an intake with us where we discuss with them um, where they're at, what their goals are for the accelerator, and also just trying to to get a better idea of, you know, how they're going to grow throughout this program. And then from there, From there, we have a curriculum where, where these four founders, they, or, you know, four teams of founders come on site to the OU and they learn about all the different topics that I mentioned earlier. So accounting, um, fundraising, operating, marketing, et cetera, in four, um, two to three day sessions at the OU, which will run throughout the, throughout the spring and summer. And then at the end of that, they'll have their demo day where they're kind of, you know, they've taken all this work that they've or all this mentorship and guidance and learning, and they've incorporated that into their business. And then they're able to, you know, come out on the other end and say, look at what we've done now. You know, we've expanded this community or we've grown in this way, et cetera. Um, and that, so that, like I mentioned, it will hopefully culminate with their graduation, their demo day, so to speak, um, next fall. All
0: right. Now, Jenna, uh, you know, some people might be listening and saying to themselves, four out of 80, is it even worth it for us? To apply, what would you say to the young organization that's thinking about being part of the next OU Impact Accelerator?
12: For sure. So i definitely say, definitely apply. Um, You never, you know, it's four out of 80. Seems like it may not be great. Uh, uh, chances but it really is and you know God willing will grow every year also to include more Um, and also the other thing is that we are in the works and trying to build out an entire community of people that are you know trying to to do good works for our community and so whenever our team sees an opportunity for something else um, you know for example a workshop that may be given somewhere on fundraising or accounting or whatever it may be um, we forward it to the entire team and we try to create avenues or anyone who's applied, and we try to create avenues for the people that have applied in order to still get the resources that could be helpful for their company or also connect with other people in their um, who are doing similar work, but maybe not specifically be selected for the cohort. So it's definitely good to be um, in this network that's, you know, this is only our second year that, God willing, will continue to grow.
0: And what's the timetable? Those who are thinking about it need to do this by when?
12: So we'll open up the applications for Cohort 3 this summer. So mm-hmm. um, Very you're, you're really, you're really uh, looking forward. I love it. Because for me, in my head, we well, are like, okay, we're just starting cohort well, two, I, but like, I, I you know, are constantly I, looking forward. To I, traveling can, al- three.
0: I can only <laughs> imagine that there are people listening right now who want to apply and who, you know, are wondering, are they near the deadline? Do they have time to do this? They have a few months until, you know, until the whole thing starts again. Uh, it gives everyone an opportunity to really prepare well for their presentation because, look, it's obvious from what you've told us, the competition is pretty stiff. So people want to be prepared to, you know, to be able to uh, be as prepared as possible and hopefully get the, uh, uh, you know, be recognized and become part of the OU Impact Accelerator. Simple as that.
12: For for sure. Um, And if anyone does have any other questions, um, our site, OU.org slash accelerator has a variety of information and resources and also ways to get involved and connected um, if anyone is starting an organization and would like to learn more now or, you know, kind of be included in this larger network, even, you know, see some of the things that we may ask on our application. And there's really just a variety of ways to get connected and also learn more um, for someone's organization.
0: Very cool. Jenna Belzer is founding director of the OU Impact Accelerator. I'm assuming you go to OU.org for information about this and everything having to do with the OU. Jenna, thank you so much for joining us.
12: Thank you so much for having me this morning.
0: A lot of wonderful initiatives, folks. A lot of wonderful initiatives and a lot of stiff competition. Boy, it is it is hard to be accepted, uh, uh, you know, in terms of the numbers. But uh, if, if everyone works hard enough and gets themselves set up and really comes up with a good pitch, they have a good shot of landing a slot in the next OU Impact Accelerator, and that could really help grow an organization, as we described. Pretty cool. More coming up. It's Yitzhak Fuchs at JM in the AM. <laughs> Shir
6: Ushbacha, Gdula. Shallow my heart, bonkola maasin abu khir bishira zambra
0: Tuesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. It's Dovey Shapiro with uh, This Is My Home here at JM in the AM. Um, A couple of reminders. First of all, the 41st annual concert for the Young Israel of Manhattan, that's right here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, is uh, going to be happening on uh, Saturday night February the 15th starts at 8:30 and stars Benny Friedman and Yoni Z Seward Park High School on the corner of Grand Street and Essex Street right next to the D F M J and Z trains very easy to get to information YIManhattan.eventbrite.com. YIManhattan.eventbrite.com for information on that um Let's see what else I have to remind you about. Uh vote dot org. Don't forget to go to the website voteoic dot org and um vote for slate number four. That's the slate we're on in the world zionist elections. Again, that's voteoic dot org. Vote oic.org. Coming up next, by the way, JM Rewind is going to be our uh visit to Eichler's this past um Sunday. Uh we'll have that for you coming up um and next here at uh, the Nachum Siegel Network, again, J.M. Rewind is our visit to Eichler's and Borough Park. Barry Weiss, of course, is our special guest, the author of the book, How to Fight Anti-Semitism. And we will um, we will have that for you coming up next. Avrami hosts the live lunch at 11 a.m. Eastern time from Israel. 11 a.m. Eastern time from Israel. Uh, that's going to be the live lunch today, so make sure to be tuned in. And if you have not yet seen... The Kosher Halftime Show 2020, you must, and I mean must, make sure to watch it sometime today. Brought to you by our friends at the Rothenberg Law Firm, with a big thank you to Kosher.com, and Keiko, and Hazer and Abels and Hyman, and Steinreich Communications. Big thank you to everybody, and uh, thanks to all of you for making it a big hit. Make sure you share it with your friends and family around the world. They'll enjoy Kosher Halftime Show 2020. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And that'll wrap up a Tuesday for us here at JM in the AM. Congratulations to the Yeshiva University Maccabees. The men's basketball team won again last night. That's high, 18 in a row. They were up at Williams College in Massachusetts for a tough contest, and they prevailed. Mazal Tov. Next game is tomorrow night on the road, and then Saturday night, they're at home at 8.30 uh, at the Max Stern Athletic Center up at Yeshiva University in Washington Heights. Put it on your calendar, 8.30 this coming Saturday night to go and watch the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, as they are on this historic and incredible run. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, I'll to go reminding you remember to past, live the present and trust the future.